This is episode 109 of the IDRA Class Notes Podcast. I think that the STEM program at this campus, I was really excited that they were pulling in the auto trade students and the welding students and everybody else into the electric car because it brought in kids that traditionally are not your higher academic students and showing them, hey, this is a possibility for you. This is an avenue that you can pursue. Go into technology and and information of the future. And we need to start doing that. We need to start empowering kids. We need to start letting them understand you can. You can do this. Good morning. I'm Dr. Nilke Aviles, Senior Education Associate at Intercultural Development Research Association. Can you please tell us your name and what you do at Southwest High School? My name is Carol Henry. I am a pre-AP AP chemistry teacher. I'm also the sponsor of a STEM club called Chemistry Society. Very good. We've been doing research and are very interested in the need for minority high schools to be STEM-focused. And knowing that your population at your school consists of mostly Hispanic students, what is your take on this topic? Um, I believe that uh, we really need to focus on STEM initiatives for Hispanic students, um, especially in the areas of of building their confidence, because I, I know a lot of my students have expressed interest in science, technology, engineering, and math, but they're afraid that they don't have the background knowledge, they don't have the tools necessary, they actually don't know where to go. They don't know what to do. How do I get into these fields? How do I do these things? And so it's very important to guide these students to help them know what's out there for them. Okay. What kind of activities do you do uh, to involve your students in the STEM field? As I said, I am the, the sponsor of the Chemistry Society, which is basically for any student that is interested in chemistry, which is everybody, because every student wants to blow things up. So this is the club where they get to come and blow things up. We traditionally do things that are not allowed in the normal chemistry curriculum because of safety issues or because it doesn't fit the teaks. It is totally student-guided. You know, I have students that come and they watch like a Mythbusters episode or they see something on TV and they say, why does it do that or what if? And so they get to come in and under the supervision of a teacher that doesn't let the school catch on fire, (laughs) do fun chemistry. Good. Um, How do the students feel about the possibilities being inspired to seek careers in the STEM field? Some of them feel that some of the fields are closed to them. In addition to doing the fun activities and everything, I put them in contact. They actually become members of the American Chemical Society. They become card-carrying members, uh, which first of all makes them feel important. Then that also gives them access to a lot of resources, national resources. And they don't, I didn't know that was out there. I didn't know I could do this. And I try to emphasize to my students that in a lot of cases, because they are a minority, that opens a lot more doors for them than if they had been a majority. Mm-hmm. And they, didn't, they don't know that. They don't know that that's out there for them. Okay, excellent. How are the teachers supported? in addressing the needs of the students that you work with? We have an amazing resource uh, on this campus, who uh, our college readiness person, which is Miss Britt, and she's always sending me emails because she knows that I'm always trying to find sources for my students and try to help them 
find mentors and career fields and stuff like that. And she's always sending me emails, you know, I, I came across this program, I came across this scholarship, and, and then I'm, I'm able to share that with my students. Okay. Some people believe that uh, low-income and minority students cannot be successful in STEM for not being able to do more rigorous work. What have you seen in this regards? I have seen, actually, and, it, and it's kind of sad, some parent idea that their child can't do that, that it is beyond their child, that nobody in their family has gone to college, nobody in their family has done this kind of work. And usually what I point out to the parents, is I, I say things like, do you notice any, anybody in your family work on cars? That's part of engineering, that's part of technology. Anybody in your family in plumbing or welding or anything like that. And it's, it helps them understand that there are lots of jobs that can act as foundations for their children as a background knowledge to be more successful in higher level things. And also getting some of the students to understand that they can overcome well, you know, I'm not as smart as that kid because he's white, you know, and I tell them it has nothing to do. Brains have nothing to do with race. Brains have nothing to do with your income status. Well, none of my parents, my grandparents graduated from high school. In my neighborhood, nobody is successful. Well, somebody needs to start. You need to be the first one. You need to overcome that idea and be the first one. I have one boy I started working with this morning on a scholarship to Lawrence Hall of Science. And he's like, oh, I don't know if I'm good enough. I said, I wouldn't be talking to you. I'm allowed to pick one child, one junior. I would not be talking to, to you if I did not believe that you could do it. And his family's a ranching family, and you know, he just expected that that's what he was going to do. And I said, well, what would you really like to do? I would like to be an engineer. Well, there you go. This is the scholarship for it. Let's do it. And so he had never considered that before. What attitudes and beliefs do you think that we must possess to increase the efforts of minority children to come into the STEM or to be more inspired into the STEM field? As, as educators, what attitudes do we need to have and beliefs about the students? We need to believe that every child can. You know, every child that expresses an interest in STEM can do STEM. And I, I think that the STEM program at this campus, I was really excited that they were pulling in the auto trade students and the welding students and everybody else into the electric car because it brought in kids that traditionally are not your higher academic students, but sometimes your lower academic students, and showing them, hey, this is a possibility for you. This is an avenue that you can pursue and go into technology and, and information of the future. And it really empowers these kids. And we need to start doing that. We need to start empowering kids. We need to start letting them understand, you can. You can do this. It doesn't matter if you're special ed. It doesn't matter if you're a first-year immigrant to this country. It doesn't matter. Everyone who has a desire, when you have a desire for something, you can succeed at it. Exactly. So you feel like the school provides support systems for this type of Yes, student? yes. In what ways? What do they do? They have such a, a an amazing career and technology program here. It, it amazes me how some of these students actually graduate with certification in a field. And, and, you know, I have family members that have paid lots of money to technical schools 
to get the same certification. These kids are getting it for free. They receive that support. Uh, the other thing is these career and technology teachers support the core content teachers. And I'll give you an example. Um, two of the career teachers, one is in cosmetology and one is in uh, culinary arts. They are always pulling in chemistry. And they're always telling students, you need to pay attention to this in chemistry because you will understand your job field better. Uh, the cosmetology teacher is always saying, pay attention when Ms. Henry teaches you about oxidation reduction reactions and about acids and bases because you need to understand that really well to be a good cosmetician. And same thing with culinary arts. You need to understand thermochemistry. If you don't, you're not going to be a very good baker. And, and I love that about our, our school that they do that. Okay. How will teachers feel if the opportunity will arise by providing support in an effort to earn a master's degree, specifically with 18 graduate hours in their field of study, so that they can become more grounded and competent in the field? Oh, it would be welcomed with open arms here, especially if it's grounded in their field, because then we could have more dual credit courses here. And if we have more dual credit courses here, then more kids could go into those STEM programs in college. I'm more prepared right. uh, to seek those opportunities. Uh, what kind of community organizations are really partnering with your school, and how are they getting involved? Do you have any, any community organizations that are collaborating with you? I don't know about community organizations, but I know that there's mentoring programs like for the, um, the Cyber Patriots, the mm -hmm. Air Force partners with them, Rackspace okay. partners with them. And then for the electric car, there's a lot of different mentors, uh, and, and they mentor the kids. How about any businesses? Is Toyota involved with you guys? Toyota is involved. And then there's another one. It's mm, DTI or something like that. It's, it's a technology group. Okay. And so um, they come and visit, they meet with students, yes. what do they do? Yes, they come and then they visit and they meet with students. I know that a lot of the uh, Toyota employees are also mentors in the Lighthouse program for our kids. You mentioned some of the uh, areas where parents may need to adjust, yeah. uh, and I know that if, if we provide the support and we explain to them all these things that about college and, and the experiences that their students have, and just like you said, maybe have them be exposed to first-hand knowledge about exposing themselves to going to the colleges with them and even spending the, a night or, or two or a weekend out there yeah. uh, would be um, great for them. But in what other ways are parents supporting this effort for the chemistry club that you have or for the other activities that are happening in the school? They've been very good because most, I'm, I would say probably 90% or more of our population rides the bus to and from school. And so for these activities, because they're happening before the buses get here, parents have to drive their kids here or pick them up after school. And they've been, they've been really good about that. The parents have been really supportive about that. I know that uh, my chemistry society students, some of them are, are going to participate in the chemistry Olympiad run by ACS. And the parents have to take them there. I can't get a bus because different complications. Mainly, I don't have a license to drive a bus. They have to take the kids there and wait for them and then take them take them back. And the parents have always been great about doing that, about giving up their Saturday to do that. That's great. What, what other message do, would you want to give to other teachers in reference to the work that you do, the experiences that you have had, 
the uh, attitude, beliefs, or what a message would you want to give to other teachers out there to for them to try to do what you guys are doing here at Southwest High School? If you always let your focus to be student-centered education and let the students have power and say-so in what, what's going on, then you will always meet with success. Um, when you start being too rigid or having um, not having any flexibility or not letting the students feel included, they clam up and the interest drops off. So if you want to excite them and give them interest, let them have ownership and power over what they're doing within reason. I mean, you know, you don't want them to go amok. But within reason, if you let them have, then they start building that confidence. And when they build that confidence, then they think, start thinking, well, I can do this. I can be part of STEM. Okay, well, great. Well, thank you, Ms. Henry, for your time. I know you and I go back many years ago when yes. you started teaching at Gus Garcia. Yes. And uh, when, when I was a principal there, you were one of my best teachers. Oh, well, so. thank you. And, uh, and I know that you're making a difference in, in the lives of a lot of students. So thank you so much for your efforts well, and well, what Well, thank you, you for having the confidence and getting my foot in the door and for, for training me and guiding me and mentoring me so that I could get to where I am. Well, thank Cause you. Because I always, you know, you always have to be on the shoulders of giants. Mm -hmm. And you are a giant. Thank you. Thank you so <laughs> sure. much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to IDRA Class Notes. For more information on IDRA and other Class Notes topics, go to www.idra.org. You can also send us your thoughts by email to podcast at idra.org.